welcome back to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, where we provide productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors so they can do this important work in a sustainable way. I'm really excited today to bring a guest who I've been in contact with for many years. His name is Derek Pyle, and he is the uh, choir and band director at Auburn, Auburn Mountain View High School. I'm going to invite Derek to step right up to the microphone and tell us just a little bit about what he teaches and um, why he's a teacher and a band director so that you, you can uh, relate to him a little bit. So Derek, welcome and thanks for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you for having me here today. This is exciting. Um, I teach uh, grades 9 through 12. I'm the choral and, and band director at Auburn Mountain View. Uh, I've been there since the opening of the school in 2005. And uh, I suppose I got into teaching to start with because I couldn't get enough of playing and making music. Um, I went to CWU, Central Washington University, and uh, I had some really great mentors there and kind of fell in love with uh, the idea that, gee, I could be up in front of a band and uh, I could be, I could be the director. I could be the conductor. I had, at that time, I really wanted to be a professional conductor too. And uh, then, of course, I grew up <laughs> and learned uh, what it was really like. And uh, I'm still doing it, so it must be okay. Awesome. So you've been doing this for a couple of years, right? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight years. So it's probably not all been hunky-dory. And we're here, obviously, to share wellness and productivity tips. And so you you came on today because um, you had some stuff that was going on with you uh, that was impacted because of the stress of your job. Would you go ahead and share a little bit of that story with us? Sure. Uh, when I was uh, about 40, uh, I'm currently turning 60 this year, uh, I started develop, developing uh, signs of uh, high blood pressure. Uh, and um, it has, over time, uh, uh, evolved into um, some serious health, issue, health issues with uh, heart uh, cardio issues. But um, I had to make some decisions, and uh, it was about... Uh, it was about making healthy decisions in terms of my not only my physical health, but my emotional health, my ability to balance work and family. And so what did you do? What kinds of things did you do? Because you obviously didn't just keep going on the same way because you're still teaching all these years later. Uh, I think that uh, the first thing I had to do was, you know, obviously I had to get, kind of get my health in check. Uh, I used to run. I used to do all kinds of things, uh, and uh, but I had to. I had to. I was. I was one of those younger teachers. Even at forty, I felt pretty young back then. Uh, and I would. I was at work all the time. I was constantly teaching, or I was constantly working with kids after school, uh, playing my playing music on the side too. I love to play, but I wasn't finding a balance. And uh, I had a family. I had a wife. And kids, I still do, by the way. <laughs> but uh, I had, uh, you know, I wasn't uh, balancing that very well, and it was affecting pretty much everything in my life. I had to make some decisions that going home, I was home. I had no email, no, uh, uh, no phone calls, no uh, nothing that had to do with the job. So I had to make some separations, and um, and I also had to learn that uh, not everything was my fault. I can't control everything. So 
stop taking everything personally. Yeah, you know, so often we hear people say, well, just set boundaries and just leave work at work. Well, for me, sometimes, you know, if you just think just leave work at work, that can create more stress for a lot of people. So um, how did you manage that? Did you like become more productive with what you did? Did you cut back on some of the activities you did? What was it that you did so that you could feel like I can leave work at work without sacrificing the quality of what I'm doing? Well, for example, in the job that I have, cutting back is hard to do. It's a high school. Nature of a high school job is that you have lots that you got that you're going to accomplish. Um, so there were certain, certain things. I started off by doing this. Uh, I would send home at the beginning of the year. This became my habit. I still do it today. At the beginning of the year, I send home my, my letter that goes home to everyone. And uh, thanking everybody for being part of this wonderful program this year and uh, thanking, my, thanking parents for the honor of being with their kids and working with them and teaching them this great thing, music. So, but then in that letter, I would discuss, I would talk to them about what my hours were. And I'm very specific about um, off hours or off limits. Um, it's not how I put it, but but off hours are off limits in terms of once I leave the job, uh, you know, understand that I have a I have a wonderful life, uh, love, uh, love lovely wife and family, and uh, I need to nurture that and my own health as well. So I started doing that. That took about a year or two, and then people started to respect that. And when people wouldn't respect it, I would just gently or sometimes having to firmly remind them. Sorry, I'm I'm not at work right now. You know, I'd get a phone call at home, and I would say, you know, we could this is something we could deal with tomorrow. You know, I actually went to see a counselor because I was super overwhelmed and everything, and boundaries were being crossed. I was explaining all that to her, and she said, "Have you ever explained to people that you have off hours?" And I'm like, "Well, no, I don't want to hurt their feelings." She said, "You know, do you expect your doctor to just..." sit on email all night and answer you or the store clerk. If you have questions that you could just call them at home and ask. And I was like, well, that would be ridiculous. And she said, absolutely. But if you don't put up the, you know, but if you don't train them or teach them what's okay, how are they going to know? So um, I hope those, you know, you other teachers out there that are listening, if you haven't put those in, like Derek said, in that first part of the syllabus, like I did too, beginning of the year letter, where I just outlined, here's when I'm available for you and your students period. Other times I'm not, I will get back to you. And, and I, I was so worried the first year I thought, Oh, everybody's going to hate me now. Like, like everybody's life revolved around high school band, but you know how those egos get right. And um, nobody, nobody freaked out. Actually, it was better for everybody. Well, there were still one or two maybe at first that hadn't been used to all time access, but, but uh, it, it was such a healthy thing to do. And, and I really, I'm glad you, you came into that too and can explain. Uh, to folks because yeah people don't know unless you tell them sometimes and it's not unreasonable to put those boundaries in place it's healthy it was hard the first time i did it Mm -hmm. i I had the same i had the same thought that okay i'm going to turn people off and um i realized after doing it a couple of years that one i wasn't turning people off and then i and then the um the other thing was Hey, and my life was getting a little bit better. Uh, I was enjoying 
I was enjoying life, period, because I wasn't so invested in work all 24 hours a day. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have friends that do this and they're never home. I'm, you know, and I have how many friends do, have we had that, you know, their marriages didn't make it through this. Yeah. It's really tough. You know, we're, my wife and I are celebrating 40 years next month. As well, a matter of fact. well, happy anniversary. Thank you. And so, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I couldn't be not only more happier, but I couldn't be uh, more honored that she stayed with me after all these years. You know, it's been it's been such a ride. And uh, so, yeah, I think the thing is that you just you have to remind yourself there's boundaries and it's OK I, to set those. I think there's a special place in heaven for band director spouses because they got to put up with a lot of crap. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, what if you hadn't made those changes? What if you had not listened to your body when that blood pressure was a problem? What if you hadn't, you know, sought out the medical attention and care that you needed and the like? And what if you hadn't put up boundaries? What do you think would have happened? Well, I had open heart surgery five years ago. And um, I will tell you that I wouldn't be here right now. If I hadn't made some some choices um and started paying attention to my health a lot more carefully um that i i can tell you that i wouldn't be here right now and um and that's a hard thing to think about uh but the uh, the upside to doing this was i'm enjoying i'm actually enjoying the job more now than i think i ever have um you know i don't worry so much about my kids being the most talented kids on the stage at a festival or or uh, or having this incredible uh idea of you know i'm this fantastic band director i don't worry about that anymore i just like teaching kids and i'm doing it through music we are having a great time they're learning as much as i can put into their day uh for that short amount of time that i get that i get with them and uh, then I got to go home and I, I get to kind of reflect on that and say, yeah, what I got to do today. And now I'm at home with my wife, my dog, you see her running around from time to time. You know, it's, it's just a great, it's just, and, and, and I'm fortunate because in making those decisions also, I have three great kids. One of them, my youngest is a band director. And um, I am really fortunate that I looked back on how much I enjoyed being a dad. Uh, couldn't get enough of that. And I wouldn't have had that if I had not made these decisions. And isn't it freeing when you make those decisions? It frees you up to really enjoy what you're doing more instead of having it feel like it's such a, and I think you bring, I brought a better part, a better me to the table at that point when I wasn't so uptight and so obsessed with everything. And then I felt better and it was kind of like awesome. Well, um, one final question here before we wrap this one up. Um, as you and I look at the back ends of our careers here over the next few years or whatever may happen here, what, um, as we, uh, I shared this with you at the beginning of the podcast um, or before we started talking here about how these folks that are brand new band directors um, had a, had their own experience when they were in high school and they have their high school band experience. And that's likely what was their vision when they went into college to become band directors. And they even started college being trained, you know, to, to do that kind of thing again. And then the pandemic hit and everything 
changed. And now they're starting their careers in a world that's so different from what they expected or have ever experienced and really had never been trained for. So I would like you in the next two minutes to solve all their problems, please. No, <laughs> um, to to um, give a little bit of wisdom, maybe a little bit of hope to our, our folks that um, are just stepping in to their careers so that they can someday, if they want to, look back like you and I are at 35 years, 40 years, if that's what they choose to do. And they'll maybe a little tidbit of advice so that they can have that, that stamina. What would you say? Okay, so we talked a little bit about this. The first thing is enjoy what you can. Be, be, um, be as great at your job as you can be without worrying about what other people are accomplishing. Be, be, be you, be you. Uh, two, this whole, the whole pandemic thing, uh, there was no, it's no doubt that it was, it was awful. Uh, but it's not your fault. And none of what's happening right now is your fault. This is what you're given. None of this happened uh, to, to Leslie and I. Uh, none, of, none of this happened. Um, so this is totally out of our wheelhouse. So our experiences were different because we had everything and then we didn't have much. So, but things are building back up and it's going to take time. And the fact that all this occurred is not your fault. So don't take it personally. And that's really so easy for me to say, but it's true. Uh, you don't you don't have to walk around going, I, I just didn't make it today. It just didn't happen today. Um, there are so many other things that are involved, so many other variables um, that you can't you can't take that on yourself. Just walk away from it the best you can. Really easy for me to say. I get that. But that's my best piece of advice is. Um, remind yourself that you've done what you can today and tomorrow's another day. And I want to have you tell one more thing, because I think sometimes we get so serious in the classroom and you mentioned, you know, sometimes just something fun or silly about you that you share with kids and how that, how that helps with the social and emotional and atmosphere and culture of your classroom. You got like a 30 second story here to, to tell us. But the gnomes, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I have a book of gnomes, uh, how, to, how to Survive a Gnome Garden Attack. And um, I was reading it, I was reading passages to my students earlier in the year from this book, just for fun. Something I like to do. Well, all these gnomes, little gnomes started showing up around my room. Uh, like I one would show up on my desk and there'd be little notes. Uh, I'm watching you. Uh, and they were there just, some of them were just the cutest thing. The last one I had, I got uh, just recently actually, has my name at the top of it, uh, has has my name. And, uh, said, this is going to be you in 20 years. <laughs> and it's, you know, and it, we had a lot of fun with that this year. And it's very personal because it's about something that fun that we did together, that we're doing together. I should say it's still going on. And, they're just, if you could do little things like that, um, I have eggs that I put around the room and they have, so they're a little egg, um, what, what's Easter egg? Oh, Easter yeah. eggs, it's a, and all that. Little the plastic ones? Room. Yeah, little plastic ones. And it'll, it'll have a little saying in them and then they'll have to figure it out. Um, but the gnomes thing, uh, for a while we had gerbils. 
I, I, I just right in the middle of class one day just said, hey, gerbil attack at 10 o'clock. Make sure your shoes are tied. And they all looked at me like, okay, did he take his medication today? And um, it became a lot of fun. So the jokes is, and so it's not just me making the jokes. It's, it's them and they're interacting and it becomes part of the culture. And I think culture is really important. You can have a great culture in your room, then uh, it just relieves the stress. Sometimes music's not going well. You can defer to some silly. And uh, so have some fun, you know, it's, this music is supposed to be fun to start with. Right. Now it's a great way to build communities. It's just those kinds of silly things. So, well, gosh, Derek, I really appreciate having you on board and sharing your decades of wisdom with us. And um, can't wait for another episode of Band Director Bootcamp to come out. So show up next week and join us for our next episode. 